0: Hello. Hello everyone. It's Hannah Nieves here on the in house podcast. And I have the privilege of interviewing the Jenna Kutcher. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Well, thank you for being a part of my community and just someone who has literally been just a great cheerleader. So I'm just really honored to be here mm-hmm. and get to talk to your community so I can remind them how awesome you are. <laughs>
0: Jenna, you've been such a huge part of the journey here at HN. It's actually a fun fact for those that don't know, I actually invested in a course that you hosted a few years ago and it truly was a catalyst to our growth. And this is like a full circle moment for me. So it's such a, such a beautiful time. Um, so how are you really is Jenna's latest new book. And what I love about your new book is that it has nothing to do with business. It has nothing to do with business strategy. In fact, when I opened it up, it was far from it. It's actually, this book walks through the life strategies told through conversations. And I felt as if when I was reading this book that I was talking to you over a conversation at coffee Mm -hmm. and that's what I loved about it. And I have to say, Jenna, your book has been one of the most powerful books I've ever read. And I've read a lot of books, but not enough that will allow me to stop, pause and reflect while I'm actually reading within the first few pages. Um, That was really, really powerful. And what I really took from it is that a lot of people are on autopilot, whether they're in their businesses or in their life. And I hear this all the time. Everyone's on the hamster wheel and we're really covering up how we're feeling, right? We're covering up this discomfort, um, with saying everything's fine. Everything's okay. So I'm really excited because in today's episode, we're going to be getting a little bit uncomfortable here and because that uncomfortable version deserves to be listened to and seen, So I want to kick off here and just say, I loved the chapter on the golden handcuffs. I thought it was, I deeply resonated within it. I had to put the book down and (laughs) stop for a second. I mean, that was such a powerful chapter. And as someone who's in the corporate role and experienced the same thing of living in the same kind of cycle day in and day out and saying, am I supposed to be doing this? It really resonated with me. So can you first just share like, what, what is the golden handcuffs? Yeah. What does it mean? And how can our listeners observe and reflect if they too are headed down that path?
1: Absolutely. So golden handcuffs is signifying kind of the corporate structure that a lot of people find themselves in. And what I mean by that, and I share this story of literally one of my best friends on planet earth. Um, every time I would talk to her over the last decade, she hated her job and she would always provide, you know, the frustration and then have 18 caveats, but like, but I'm so lucky because I have unlimited vacation and I get to fly first class and I have a 401k and the break room has a ping pong table. And finally, one day we were sitting down together over a meal, which doesn't happen often enough. And she was talking talking about working. And I said, do you actually enjoy those benefits? Like, do you play ping pong and like, do you take vacation? And like, when you fly first class, do you enjoy it? Or are you just working? And I think it was this massive realization of like, they're continuing to like keep her because they're like, you'd be crazy to do anything else. Mm-hmm. But you know, what I think is even crazier is staying when, you know, it's not the right fit. And a lot of us find ourselves doing that. I I know for myself, when I decided like this corporate thing, isn't for me, when my boss was presenting a five-year plan that never once asked me, what do I want for my life in the next five Mm -hmm. years? I realized that like, I can climb someone else's ladder or I can build my own. And building your own is a lot of work. And I think one of the reasons why we ignore this feeling of like disalignment or feeling like maybe I'm not in the right fit is because the moment that we acknowledge it means the moment we need to start doing something about it. And I think a lot of us are in that place where we feel that nudge, but we're not ready to face it or do anything about it.
0: Yeah. I love that. And there's also a lot of fear. I also noticed too, with making the transition, even for myself. Yes. Uh, I mean, I was kind of forced out into my <laughs> own business, but you know, for, for a lot of people it can be very scary. And I love that you mentioned in the book that you need to intentionally place yourself in the proximity of what you'd like to try, which yes. I am a firm believer in that. And I've noticed a lot, especially within the online community, our community as well. A lot of people are in periods of transition or they're pivoting. Yes. And they I love that chapter when you talked about the gift of beginning, because it can be hard to transition when you've built something that is, you know, successful or it's, you know, it's working. So I'm curious, like, have you experienced this in your business? Because you've built such an incredible company. Uh, I'm curious if you've experienced it. And if so, like, what did you, what did you go through? How did you pivot all those? Types yeah. of things. Oh
1: my gosh, Hannah. I feel like pivot is like the word that we all are clinging to because it just mm-hmm. means that we can change directions even by like a degree. And end up somebody totally like end up somewhere totally different, and I think that's beautiful. There's actually a line in the book where it's like those roadmaps you're using were not meant for you, like they didn't yeah. come from you. And a lot of times, we're looking for step by step processes on how to do things instead of like turning inward to be like, okay, what is my next move? Yeah. I have had so many moments where I have had that nudge or that ping of like, I need a change or I need to do something, but I've handled it a little differently. So I believe there are two types of people. There are the jump in the net will appear people, or you're forced to jump and figure it out like you. (laughs) Um, Or there's the type of people that are like, I'm going to weave my net of safety before I make the leap. I am a weaver. I am somebody that needs security before I can make those big moves. And so I have had so many pivots in my career from corporate to photographer, to watercolor artist, to teacher, coach, podcaster, now author. And every single time I've done something new, I've done it first as a hobby and Mm. I've done it with no strings attached. And what I mean by this is even when I wrote my book. I wrote the book before I had a book deal or a deadline because those things squash my creativity, but they can also trap you into something that might not be the right fit. And I think a lot of times we're looking at everything as like a success or a failure, but I look at everything as an experiment. I'm like, I'm going to do this thing and it's going to give me a result. And that result is going to guide me forward. And so when it comes to pivoting for me, I'm like, keep doing what's already working for you. Don't abandon what has gotten you this far, but figure out ways to increase your bandwidth, your margin, so that you can start to explore, experiment, try, be curious. And so I would just encourage people, don't ever forget the power of side hustling. And what I mean by that is not hustle harder, hustle more, do more, but figure out how can you do something on the side with no deadlines and no money attached so that you can figure out, is it the next best step? Is it the right move? Is it the next pivot? And that's what I've done every single time I've tried something new and I've tried things that you never saw because guess what? I experimented and I was like, that wasn't the right fit or that didn't feel good. Um, but I encourage people that are in a season of wanting to pivot to just experiment and try.
0: I love that. And I think this is a good you know, segue also into visualization of your goals. Obviously you have one of the most top rated podcasts, folder podcast, you know, and this is something that we talk a lot about in the HN house community. And I love that you mentioned also in the book too, is that like these dreams expand and influence other areas of your life, right? Mm. Like it's okay if you want to pivot, but also we have to keep in mind of where we're going and what that vision looks like. And I'm curious, like what has been, like I get asked this question a lot, but what yeah. has been the best way as you're trying all these new things, um, of like visualizing where you're going, going. So like you're testing and experimenting, but how do you stay true to what the long-term vision is?
1: Ooh, I love that Hannah. For me, it is about how the journey feels because a lot of times like, have you ever had this? I'm sure you have, but tell me yes or no. Have you ever had this, where you have this dream and vision and you arrive and you're like, this feels awful, or this feels empty, or this feels different Mm -hmm. than I thought it would.
0: Oh yeah. And
1: I have had so many moments like that. And that happens when our definition of success is based off of someone else's metrics or the world or what they tell us is impressive or important. And so for me, in order to stay in alignment and to stay focused, I want the journey to be fun. I want the journey to feel good. And that's where the book comes into play. And this idea and this notion of leaning into like, how am I really not just like, as a person, but like today in this moment, how do I feel about the work I'm about to do? How do I feel about like the goal I have? Is it still the right goal? Does that feel right? And so for me, it's like I've recognized and you know, this just as well as anyone else is when you become an entrepreneur, that thing that you're obsessed with that passion, you're only doing that a very small percentage of time, everything else that surrounds a business becomes your work. And that's the same thing with goals. That Mm -hmm. success point is just this tiny pin drop on a very long path on your journey. I want the path to feel good. I want it to be fun. I want to enjoy it. And so checking in with myself daily, sometimes hourly to make sure the work that I'm doing feels good helps me to not get off course because I've gotten off course in the past and I don't want to make that same mistake again.
0: Mm, I love that you said that too. And you mentioned that when you arrive at that goal and it doesn't feel in alignment, usually it's from the external validation. Yes. Or even for me, you know, when you're starting to chase the numbers more, that's when I notice it's completely off. So yes. I love that you said that. Um, you are incredible. And I just I love this conversation. I feel like we can have we can talk for 18 hours here. Um, but I'd love to end with some words of advice, you know, for those that are going through, say, you know, seasons of being uncomfortable or they're yeah. going through a dark season in their life. Um, you know, I'm curious, like how you've gone through that, any words of advice here? Um, and guys, you have to read the book because it's incredible and can walk yeah. through this, but I'm just curious.
1: Yeah. You know, when people always say hindsight is 2020, mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, do I have to go through the thing to get the <laughs> hindsight? Right. <laughs> like, yep. It doesn't make sense. There's this line in the book that I think is really powerful because I feel like we are all grieving something, whether it's a lost dream, a person, Mm -hmm. a vision that we once held. I feel like we all have something like that in our lives. And there's this line in the book that I love where it's like, we're not meant to move on from our grief. We're meant to learn how to move forward with it. And if you've ever experienced trauma or pain or loss or anything in your life, you come out of that a different person. And when you're in it, you are being refined by the fire. But man, it sucks, right? And so what I think is beautiful and what I hope that people can really walk away today with is that if you are in a season of waiting or a season of almost or a season of not quite yet. I really hope that you continue to move forward and allow yourself to be strengthened by that because you will reach a point where it's like someone hits the light switch on and you see where you're walking all along, but while you're in it, it is so hard and heavy. So you're not meant to move on. You're not meant to go back to normal. I think a lot of us are realizing that today that normal is not something we're going back to. We get to create what that normal looks like and we get to create it with fresh perspective and with new, um, attitude and just new ideas for our future. And so you're meant to move forward and you're being strengthened as you take every step. And I just hope that your audience remembers that.
0: That was so beautiful. And I have like chills right now. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing that. And I feel like we've talked about so much in this short amount of time from goal setting, visualization, really getting clear and um, uncomfortable with how you're feeling. And that's okay. Um, And I don't want to spoil this entire book because it's so, so good. So guys, you have to get this. And I just want to say, thank you so much for being here and just Mm -hmm. talking through this, because like I said, I haven't read that many books that have been able to allow me to truly stop. Like stop yeah. and reflect. Um, so, for our listeners here that are listening in, this is your chance. I want you to ask yourself what would you do right now if money wasn't a factor, right? What dream would you chase? What legacy would you create? you know, what vision would you actually fulfill and take notes from this episode? It was so, so good. Jen and I are supporting you from afar. And again, thank you so much for being here. I'm going to link everything in the show notes for everyone. So grab your copy. It's So, so good. Um, and I just want to say thank you again for being here.
1: Wait, I get to brag on you for a minute real quick before we <laughs> sign off.
0: Hannah, you
1: have been somebody that I've had the opportunity to watch over the past few years. I feel like we've gone through a lot of life together. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just want your community to know first off that your heart is like so freaking pure but the way that you are in pursuit of your dreams is what they should really be watching. Not the dream itself. Cause I think that's mm-hmm. impressive and beautiful, but the way that you are in pursuit of that. And Thank I just you. want to call that out because a lot of times when we take on these places where we sit behind microphones, when we share our voices, we can get so focused on the pursuit, but I want your audience and all of your listeners to know that I get to watch how you implement, how you integrate, how you dream, how you work And it is so beautiful to see somebody living and leaning into that so fully. So thank you so much for having me on this show. Thank you for being a part of my community. Thank you for being a part of this book in this process. And, um, you are the real deal, my girl.
0: Mm, You are amazing. Love you lots. Thank you. Thank you.